Welcome to the FinTech and Digital Banking Podcast by BCG Platinian. Your hosts are Annika Melchert and Nora Hocker. Join them as they talk to hand-picked fintech experts about the future of banking. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where in the world you are right now, it's always a good time to listen to the FinTech and Digital Banking Podcast. So welcome again for another episode, as always, with myself, Nora, and with my co-host, Annika. Hi, everyone from everywhere around the world right now. Our guest today is Thomas Hilgendorf, CEO and co-founder of Yapil, a cloud-native fintech challenging the Swiss retail banking market. Hi, Thomas. Welcome. Hello. Good morning. So what was your vision when founding Yapil three years ago? Oh, it's already three years ago, but um, the goal was that Switzerland at that time, you have not seen any, let's call it challenger or neobank around and all over the world, especially in Berlin in Germany and also London, there you could see already a lot of challenger banks. And at the end of the day, we, that means a group of 12 co-founders already over 40 years old, each of them decided that we do not believe that where we work, that the banks, that the banks will do the right move into the digital world for the future of banking. And we started with a white paper where we did some analysis about the market and the opportunities the market might give in the future, got a lot of good feedback and started with a business plan and made our first funding round and started with appeal. That's cool. So roughly three years later, customers can now determine the last 12 digits of the personal banking IBAN, which is a quite cool feature, I think. But besides this, what would you consider is your key value proposition right now, especially comparing to other new banks or challenger banks existing? Mm. This is a very interesting question because it changed a bit over the last three years. We started with the ambition to bring to the market the best and the nicest and the most convenient digital wallet at that time for private, for individual persons. And in the meantime, this market is very much crowded. But what we have seen is that based on our technology, I guess we will talk about that a bit further, we really have much opportunities also in the area of the SME market and, and other opportunities, especially also to build them ecosystems. So we are well prepared for that. And we did already first steps into these areas of SMEs and ecosystem building. So what I, in respect of your question, our value proposition moved a bit and got broader and covers a lot of opportunities in respect of really more banking function and features, not only, let's say, payment for private or for individuals. I like to say that so-called competitors of us in Switzerland, this is NIO or ZAP or CSX. You can also name N26. What I like to say is what they did is more or less they brought their e-banking functionality to the mobile phone. But that's not our understanding of digitization of the banking. So what is your understanding of digitization of banking? <laughs> what we tried from beginning on, you know, looking around the world, what's going on in this respect and what you have seen is that, for example, Amazon, they build up huge capabilities in payment. And the same is with Alibaba and Aint Financial, you know, Aint Financial just exists because of missing functionality in the e-commerce market in China, you know, if the banks 
would have delivered the needed functionality at the time when Alibaba grew up, then it would not be necessary to have a financials. And that's what we try to understand, you know, what's the behavior now and also in the future in a digitized world of consumers? What will change the banks? They have to understand how the world is changing and they don't have to think about how we will build up mortgage process in the future. They have to understand what the customers likes. And based on this research we did, we engaged our community. That's one point we established from day one on. We built a vibrant community around the appeal and we asked the community, what do you need? What do you like to have each way? I can give you an example. We launched a couple of weeks ago Yapini, this is the solution for kids and the elf from Yapil. And we built up this functionality together with 20 families. They have been involved from day one on how should this solution looks like? What's the service needed? And these families now, they have nice functionalities with their kids. They have pocket money on the mobile. The kids come home from the school. You can send just five Swiss francs and ask them to bring back two liters of milk, for example. So the interaction of the family was designed with families. And that's the answer of your question. You know, we try to understand where digitization of the business of the world goes and then like to bring up a buzzword. The main goal is to bring solutions in respect of embedded finance. Finance must be embedded in customer journeys. And that's the goal we are working on. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. You just mentioned also and financials, for example, and there are a lot of other players also in the financial industry these days that are not actually banks or that wouldn't consider themselves a bank. Would you say that Yapil is a bank or a digital challenger bank maybe, or rather a tech company? What is the label you would give Yapil? Okay, the official answer is we are not a bank because it's forbidden by the banking license we have. We have the fintech license in Switzerland. It's forbidden to call your peel a bank. <laughs> we did this once on our homepage when we started and the regulator, he came back immediately and said, move it away from your homepage because you're not a bank. What we are saying is, you know, we are also not a challenger bank. What we are doing is, and we do this with a lot of ambition, we challenge banking. That's the right wording, what we are doing. You know, we are looking to customer journeys, to processes. What can we do better in a digitized world with the integration of partners? For example, I can tell you more about an expenses process we set up with a partner where no paper is involved and you get your expenses back more or less in real time. You know, today there's a lot of paper involved and you get your expenses back by the end of the month or maybe after two months. And that's what we are looking for. Nice processes, which gives a lot of convenience and advantages to client. And then we try to digitize this on the best way. You just mentioned the fintech license you're having. I understand that it's something rather specific to the Swiss market as well. Could you explain a bit also to our listeners what this fintech license is actually and also what are the limitations maybe that you're facing with that? What can you do or what are you allowed to do, what not? Very easily said, it's not allowed for companies like Appeal, which are running under the fintech license Switzerland, to make any business on the asset side of the balance sheet. It's focused on the liability side and we are not allowed to pay any interest because we are not allowed to work on the asset side. We are not allowed to give any credits or loans to companies or to private persons which are on our books. 
it's allowed to do this together with partners, but it's not allowed that we have loans on our own book. And a bit you can compare the fintech license a bit with the e-money license in the EU area. And for a startup, it's ideal to start with this kind of license because the banking license, you need a lot of funding <laughs> to start with a banking license. So in Switzerland, you can count something between 20 and 30 million. You need to set up a bank with a banking license. And for startups, this is much cheaper, much easier. And that's the reason why we started this way. Maybe we will go for a banking license in the future. But the difference is that certain business is forbidden to do for fintechs. And that's the way how the regulator has the business of these fintech companies under control. So there's not much risk involved. That's a good way to start. This sounds really interesting. From a more generic point of view, how does the Swiss banking market differ from other European tech markets? What would be your key differences here? There's some good points. There are also some points which are not so good. But in respect of the retail banking area, that's more or less comparable with all other countries in Europe and also in the States. So this is saving accounts and maybe overdraft stuff and some pension things. But I think what Switzerland or Swiss banking is known in the world is for the wealth management, for the private banking. UBS is the largest wealth manager in the world. But these are really two different disciplines in the banking area. In respect of retail banking, where we are working on, maybe a bit in the affluent market, but you can compare it with all other countries in Europe. There's no difference. Good to know for the regulatory part. Now, deep diving a little bit more into the tech platform your appeal is based upon. So I've heard that you're a completely cloud-native built, correct? That's right. How does your tech platform look like beside the cloud-native tech stack? Anything specific which would be interesting to know for us? I think there's a lot which is interesting because what we decided is looking to the banks, the incumbent banks, they rely on either self-development applications which with their IT. A lot of them are still host-based and from, I don't know, 20, 30 years old. Or then there's another group of banks, they have standards, so-called standard software. In Switzerland, there are two popular products, uh, Finova and Avalok, but also they are 20 or 30 years old. And what we decided from the beginning on, we will develop Everything from scratch, greenfield by our own and using... Ah, so you built the complete core banking system by yourself. Yeah, that's what we are doing. We are not covering, for example, loans because we are not allowed to do this business. But um, that's what we... We developed this by our own. That's the difference. I try to explain the difference to the other banks. You know, the other banks, they are working with these existing standard solutions. We started from scratch, building our own solution on modern technologies. So we have microservices, we have an API-first approach. We are using all these nice features you get from the cloud providers to scale up with uh, virtual machines. And this gives us two advantages. One advantage is we are very fast in developing, deploying. So we are deploying every two weeks new function and features. And the other thing is it's very cheap because the infrastructure we have, we have to pay them on a Pay as you grow base, you know, so it's not... You're completely running on Google Cloud, correct? 100%. We have only laptops and big screens on our desks, but everything else is in the Google Cloud. Yeah. 
any specific challenges you're facing because you're fully cloud-based? Yes and no. We are using or we started using some products in the area of development of our app. We are using their Flutter. Many companies today, they have two different development teams for the iOS and for the Android line, you know, for the apps. And Flutter is a product. You have one code and you can deploy them as well as on iOS and on Android. So we did some special decisions. We have not known at the beginning if they will be successful and it's worth to go that way. But in the meantime, after three years, we are very happy having this. But talents in Switzerland, it's also a problem, but it's not such a problem. You know, Google, for example, they have more than 2,000 developers in Zurich, for example. And we have strong universities or good universities where we get really talented people after their studies. And from this point of view, we are maybe a bit privileged also in Zurich and very happy with the team we could set up until today. Looking at your application landscape, you just mentioned that you're building a lot of the systems on your own. Where would you say is the line between where you would say these are maybe differentiating capabilities That's what I built my own solution for versus what are commodities. Mm. Looking at your overall architecture, basically, I assume there are some standard systems you are using. What areas are the differentiating ones? I understand core banking system is one of them. And what are more the commodities for your appeal? No, we build everything by our own. So we started with the management of the clients, so the client management system to the client book. We developed everything by our own. We build up the whole payment stack by our own. For sure, we are working together with card processors or we are working together. We have interfaces and integrated the Swiss domestic payment scheme, Swiss interbank clearing and others for the international payments. We have integrated VICE or former transfer wise, but the core, it's fully fledged, developed by our own. And that makes us independent, quick and fast to ship new functionality out. And because we are also the owner of the fintech license, we have an account, a Shio account at the Swiss National Bank. We are card issuers, so we have a Visa principal license, you know, having all the respective licenses under control. We don't need anything from third party, you know, makes us very fast, not only in development, also in decision making. We can do them by our own for more or less everything because we are independent from third parties. That's a really interesting setup. So may I ask, looking back to the start, I assume that it took you still quite some time until you were ready to go to the market so did you somewhat trade off being first at the market versus now having the flexibility to react faster to changing market needs? Looking to so-called competitors, which are hunting clients, we have been quite confident that we will not grow as fast as they do at the beginning, but we are investing in a really sustainable solution for the future. And what we see now after three years, the client growth is getting exponential. And that was our strategy from day one on. And at the beginning, for one and a half year, we have been just a project for building up the functionality we needed. We came up with the Visa debit card after one and a half year, we went live with the Visa debit card. And since then, we are shipping, yeah, every two weeks we are shipping small functionality, but let's say all two months we are really shipping new 
components, functional components, which confirms a bit that we are on the right way. Also talking with investors, they see really the difference between your appeal and others. So you ask about the fintech license, banking license. I think we are on the way that in 12, 24 months, something like that, we maybe will apply for the banking license because we really become a bank. And that's based on our technology. Without having this done this way, we wouldn't be there where we are today. I assume it takes quite a big tech force also to build and maintain such a landscape. May I ask how many developers or engineers do you have? It's a good question. You know, I have been in the banking area for banking IT area for 30 years, you know, and all these incumbent banks, at least where I have been, but it's also for the others, they have a ratio between, you know, in the banking, you say run the bank and change the bank. Run the bank means the operation and change means delivering new features and so on. And the ratio between the run the bank costs and the change the bank costs are by the most of the incumbent banks, something between 60 and 80 percent run and 20 to 40 percent change. And we appeal to the opposite. We have more or less two thirds which are working in the change the bank, so delivering new function and features area. We have 25%, which are working in Ronda Bank and some administration percent. And I think that's a problem for the incumbent banks to change this ratio, to get them traction to the road and get into their whole digitization stuff quicker as they can do because of legacy organization, legacy IT and stuff. But the answer to your question Two-thirds at your appeal, and it's not only developers, there are analysts, testers, and so on, but two-thirds of our team is working. Change means moving forward with new functions and features. So you previously mentioned that you are 12 co-founders. And what I found quite interesting is also you saying that you can actually make really fast decisions. I mean, two questions on that that I'm really keen to hear your opinion on. So first of all, how does decision-making with 12 says in a fintech work like? I mean, it sounds to me rather like a setup that I would expect in an incumbent bank. And also, how do you then actually create innovation going forward. Having so many people in the change, you also need ideas for this, product visions, where to go next. So first of all, how does decision-making work at your appeal? And how do you decide basically on your, on your strategy, on your next moves? So decision-making at the beginning, when we have been this 12 co-founders, we had daily, <laughs> everybody together in one room and everybody heard and has been aligned with the others what they are doing and we discussed the problems and then we could fail decisions and for sure this is not longer possible because in the meantime we are 44 headcount and 38 something FTs so they can't be all in the same room in the morning and then be aligned so decision making is now part or becomes part in a structured way to our Scrum methodology, which we are working with. So we have product owners, we have a feature team, which is a smaller team. This is around eight persons, I guess, which has a list, a backlog of functionalities. And the interesting point is, you know, we have three channels where 
requirements come in. One channel is our community, which I mentioned already before. We have a forum which is accessible for everybody in the world. There we have a transparent roadmap where our community can make recommendations and bring up new requirements they would like to have. How exactly does this work? Can they just write an email and say, this is a requirement I'd like to see in the future? The problem is the backlog. There's a lot in already for the next couple of months, but that's the nice thing with Scrum. You know, you can set priorities if you have planned a feature for the next sprint or next two sprints and there something comes in which is much more interesting or you have to react to a competitor who brought something up which is nice and we would like to have this as well. Then we can change the priorities very easily with this Scrum approach. And then we have also, which is very interesting, that not only the community with the private clients come up with requirements, also the SME came up because what we can offer is we can offer instant payment stuff, which is really interesting for some merchants and some companies. So they called us. Can we have a chat? We have seen you have instant payment. Would you like to develop this customer journey together with us? And at the end, we have as a regulated company also requirements which come in from the regulator you have to implement. Sounds cool. So unfortunately, I'm not living in Switzerland, so I'm probably not going to try this out, but just in case. <laughs> we will come up with cross-border in, I would say, November. And that's the plan because we have in Switzerland a lot of employees which come from south of Germany or France or Italy, you know, and there we will come up with an offering for them. And at the same time, that means we can also onboard customers from cross-border. So That's cool to know. Any other cool features we can expect in the future? There's a lot. What we are very much focused on actually is on the SME market. What we will bring together with a partner, or we will cover the topic of lending, so loans and all this stuff, because this is so old-fashioned, not only in Switzerland, also in other countries like Germany and so on. It's very easily, every ingredients are, are around that you can get a lending or a loan offer within seconds. There are standard API definitions, which one of them is called XPL, with which you can send your balance sheet, your P&L sheet, digital to company which offers loans. And normally with the algorithm, the offer could be calculated within seconds and you get back a loan for a new machine or whatever. And we are very much focused actually on this area, but we also try to offer customer journeys where companies are involved with their clients in what I explained before, the expenses stuff. There are a lot of other things we are working on. So the most important thing I would mention is that the world is changing to real time. That's an important thing. So in this respect, we are in discussions with different ecosystem partners to bring old-fashioned processes into the digitized world, which means real time in payment, but also offers of products and solution Today, you have to bring a lot of paper to the bank and then you have to wait two weeks until they have calculated your loan and you get the information back. And I think that's the area where in the next couple of years, not will change the world. Can you already give a sneak peek which ecosystem partners to expect here? We already have ecosystem partners in the area of mobile phone. So Sunrise is an ecosystem partner of us. There's a lot in the pipeline we will bring next year. 
not sure if this bank assurance topic will come up as bank insurance topic, but what we see is that delivering customers, I can give you an example, you're in the Swiss mountains, they skiing, you bought your ticket in the ski area where you are, your people realize that, we see that you have been in Davos, for example, and you bought your ticket, and then we can offer you insurance for one Swiss francs to secure your, insure your skis for that day, you know, if they get stolen or broken or whatever. So what we believe is that value changes will break up. So let's go forward with this insurance topic. Today, you have your insurance, which is covering everything at your home and all these different topics, which is covered from this insurance. We believe that the value chain will be broken up and you will get the information at that time when you need an insurance, you know, you will get the information from your app, from your appeal in our case, which asks you or reminds you, would you like to have this insurance for this day skiing? And that's the way how the world will change a bit. And it's digitization which makes it possible for sure. What you need for that is you always need this instant payment scheme behind because the payments, they will get smaller. If you have a look on the newspapers, for example, today they try to get a monthly subscription fee for their newspaper, but that's something which we believe will not be longer possible in the future. So you will pay in the future for an article you read in a newspaper, and that means you have to be able to manage and process micropayments. What for your appeal, that's not a problem for all incumbent banks. They are not able to manage and process micropayments and especially not to a cost-saving amount. You know, that's more cost that covers the cost of such a micropayment. So that's the world we will move forward into these requirements and the banking solution or the banking provider must cover these requirements for the future. Otherwise, they are out of the market. So in a future world where there are no more traditional value chains, and as I understand from you, your vision is that everything happens kind of on spot. I have a need, I fulfill that need, and I pay for it in an instant. What exactly is the role of Yapil here? Or where would you say do you interact with the market apart from the payment? I assume that's not the only spot you want to fill, right? So... When we started, and this is still valid, our aim is to help our clients to a financial well-being of healthy financials. What we are doing is, and this is also actually different to most of incumbent banks, we are really working with data clients, not in respect that we are selling them to third parties, but we are using client data for their financial health, for example, is we are offering um, pension stuff like in Switzerland is called third pillar. We have integrated from Bank from Tobel, so nothing we are doing by our own, but we have integrated this from a leading provider in Switzerland, which gives a lot of trust also because this is, I think, one of the weaknesses of startups. You first have to fight to get the trust of the clients working together with established and well-known partners not only banks, also insurance and other companies, helps you to get also trust in this market. And we are working for private clients. This is investment and pension area is very interesting there. We are working on and have already some functionality and will deliver soon next functionality. So the goal at the end of the day is we are hopefully the best payment stack in Switzerland, <laughs> which we for sure can also bring abroad. 
And based on this functionality, we call this economy of scope. That's really what we are focusing on and we would like to be the best. In addition to that, we work in partnerships with our ecosystem to offer additional functionality behind banking to our clients. These are really nice closing words, Thomas. Thank you very much for your time by joining our FinTech and Digital Banking podcast. I'm really looking forward to hear more from Yapil, your custom-developed CBS, and of course, also the opportunity to now become a customer, even if I'm not Swiss. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure and good luck for your podcast. Thank you, Thomas. Bye-bye. Have a nice day. Bye. You've been listening to the FinTech and Digital Banking Podcast by BCG Platinian. BCG Platinian, your experts on IT strategy, modern technology architecture, and state-of-the-art banking. The digital future is now. For more information, check bcgplatinian.com. <laughs>